family. It's your boy, the Crippy. And, yeah, you know it. It's a Sunday edition of the MIB podcast. Well, how is everybody? I'm fine. Thank you for asking. It's a beautiful day outside today. Well, from what I'm seeing, it's about 50 degrees. Nice, clear blue skies. Took a took a dip in the pool at my gym today. Went for a nice swim. Hot tub. Steam room, sauna. You know it. Gotta treat yourself, ammo. It's not all about crypto. Gotta treat yourself. You know what I mean? In any case, we have some stories today. And, uh, I, you know, let me just get into it without going on about anything else. I can start with this this one. Yeah. I will go into the, the prices in a second, but I, let me just um, start with this. I found this one interesting. Trump cards jump amid indictment. So, you know, the Donald has his own NFT collection. And um, quite a strong quarter for the NFT market, actually. But the Donald's Trump card it jumps amid the indictment. So, apparently, it looks like these cards are going to shoot up in value every time something goes down with this man. And, uh, well, I can't tell you to, um, you know, just get a, a Trump NFT. But, you know, look into these things. <laughs> you never know. You never know, famo. Look into these things. Uh, some things like this can be an opportunity to make some money in the future, you know, or have a, a very rare NFT of a former president. Yeah. So, you know, look into these things. Um, sales of Donald Trump's digital collectibles surged following the news of his indictment in New York on Thursday. Meanwhile, a report revealed that the market for non-fungible tokens or NFTs has seen its strongest quarter since early last year reaching a trading volume of 4.7 billion despite a weaker march now i myself i have quite a few nfts i think i've said this in many other episodes that um, when the hype was new well you know the creepy put his money where his mouth was i went and i bought me a few uh, well you know some of them were cheap some expensive and, uh, you know, when the market tanked in value, they lost value. But I didn't sell my NFTs. I just kept them. It's digital art. And we are the forerunners of this, this technology. Who's to say that something that I bought just recently in 10 or 15 years, it would be worth something? We don't know. That is why we... We take a chance or we take a little risk with a few dollars because what else can what else would you do with it? There's so much other things that you can do and you can lose it stupidly. And maybe you might say NFTs and crypto is a is a mistake in terms of an investment or is stupid. But if you do your research, FAMO, if you've been listening for a few years, you would have known that everything is moving in this direction. Digital collectibles, crypto. NFTs, you name it. FAMO, if you've been with us, then you've you've also been doing your homework, which we, we advocate. And I advocate for doing your homework all 
a time. So now that you know the Trumpster has an NFT collection out there, you don't, you know, you don't have to uh, believe in what he does to buy one. You never know. You know what I mean, famo? Yeah. So going into the prices, usually I use the um, coin gecko metrics for this and so today we have BTC trading currently at $28,005.71 within the last 7 days BTC has seen a climb of 1.2% and within the last 24 hours 2% we have Ethereum following closely Trading at 1,789.31 FAMO. And if Ethereum is your pill, know what the prices are. And these, uh, I think that this coin is, is itself will go up in value too. It, uh, one of those coins was, was what, maybe five, six or four. I don't remember. But it, it moved. And it's going to move as well. So... Seven days in the last seven days, ETH has been moving at 2%, up 2%, and down 2% within the last 24 hours. Then we have Tether, stablecoin in third place. Tether is, well, FAMO, $1. Within the last hour, zeros, last 24 hours, zeros, and within the last seven days, up 0.6%. So we see a little bit more use here in Tether. Then we have BNB or Binance. And Binance, right now, Binance Coin is trading at 312, 312 and 51 cents. And within the last seven days, might down 3%, 3.7%. And within the last 24 hours, up, no, sorry, down minus 1.1%. Binance has been in the news of late. Regulators have been clamping down. And FAMO. If you've done your research and you've been into crypto, you know it's not all about crypto. The whole money laundering and all this other stuff. I was reading a report um, from the IMF uh, recently and there was so much to say about crypto. But then somewhere down there, in, in it was almost unnoticeable, but I did. They made mention that there was a study in terms of money laundering across the across the world and across the globe and they themselves reported that crypto within itself was about 10 billion in total in money laundering meanwhile everything else and everywhere else it was 800 billion so it's a it's a small fraction is <laughs> yet for the 70% or so of people who don't know about crypto or who haven't invested or who don't care to know, this is what they know, the 10 billion and not the 800 billion, you know, and those, those facts can be skewed, you know, you can, you can literally pull the wool over people's eyes and make the 70% see that 10 billion is just cause not to get into crypto. Meanwhile, it's a drop in the bucket of 800 billion in terms of money laundering. And this is by the IMF in any case. Now, we're getting back to the prices. Uh, we, in number five, we have USD coin trading $1 and steady as USD goes, USDC. 
Then in number six place, we have XRP trading at 51 cents. XRP has made some moves, famo, up 15.7% within the last seven days and within the last 24 hours, 1.2%. Hopefully, things work out well with Ripple and this would be a battle, well, lost on one front for the SEC because they've attacked on so many. But this this one here is a special one for, for XRP and also for, for Gary Gensler. And I was looking at Gary Gensler just uh, the other day, but not to get off this. Let me get, get uh, going with these prices before I start talking about Mr. Gensler here. And in number seventh place, we have Cardano or ADA trading at 38 cents. Um, within the last seven days, up 7.4% for Cardano, and that's good. And within the last 24 hours, down 3.9%, almost 4%. Then we have Dogecoin in number eighth place, trading at seven cents, almost eight. Um, up 4.9% in seven days and down minus 4.8 within the last 24 hours. Lido staked Ether in number nine, trading at 1,781.94. And within the last seven days, up 1.7%. Within the last 24 hours, down minus 2.2. And Polygon Matic. In 10th place, trading at $1.09 within the last seven days, up half a percent. And then within the last 24 hours, down 2.2. And then let me round off the top 15. We have Polkadot trading at 6.25. Binance USD, $1. Litecoin, 14th place, an interesting number and then we have Shiba Inu in 15th place up 1.9% within the last seven days trading at 0.5 what oh 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 <laughs> when I take a look at Shiba Inu's prices all the time man it's something else but hey what are you gonna do with this um, this little dog here so yeah famo we just read about the Trump cards, so don't be a stranger to what's happening in crypto. You might just um, get, you know, a, a deal of something if you get into a little um, NFTs and art, you know, famo. Take a look at this stuff, you know. So, yeah, crypto ATM numbers dropped by 13%. Since December 2022, over 3,600 went offline in March. According to data from the cryptocurrency automated telemachine ATM aggregation website CoinATM Radar, Coin ATM Radar, over 3,600 crypto ATMs went offline in March since the end of 2022. Yeah, famo. This is big because um, we see that the banks have made things a little bit difficult in terms of the on-ramp and off-ramp situation. And 
Binance, we see that there is a, an attack on Binance being the largest exchange in the world today, worldwide. We've also seen the attack on Coinbase and a few others would have will, will be shuttering their businesses within New York or the United States. I'm saying you're not New York, but I'm going to correct myself and say within the, the territorial US, we have to say territorial because um, not even that. Wherever there's a U.S. citizen lying on a beach typing in or buying some crypto, well, the U.S. and the SEC and their laws have jurisdiction as far as that person can sit down and spend their money. So it's all tied into this dollar, as we know. So yeah, FAMO, the attack has it that all Bitcoin ATMs are going offline. This is now going to force you to go to NASDAQ or who was it? Fidelity Investments who don't give you the Bitcoin. They custody the asset for you and give you will give you, I suppose, fiat or maybe a, CN, a C, CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency in the future, sometime very soon. Perhaps they'll do that and give you just your fair value in terms of that and not the asset family. family. You have to custody the asset and the on-ramps the well this is an on-ramp right here a crypto atm and although you have to kind of um give away your identity for well getting a little bitcoin if that's all you're going to get you have to you know see the benefits and weigh the pros and the cons for yourself whether or not you want to give up your identity to get a bit of bitcoin and why are you going to purchase this Bitcoin? Are you buying this so you can make a trade later on and pay the taxes? Or are you just going to hold and consider that this thing is for maybe at least 20 years, learning about the halvings, learning about the price action in the market, learning about macro events too. All these things can help you anticipate your price in the future and when you want to pull, you know, get, get whatever, get cash, get gold, whatever you want. Now, reading here, with 3,627 crypto ATMs going down last month, March 2023 became or becomes the month with the largest monthly decline of crypto ATMs. Contradicting the glowing bit, the global Bitcoin, or well, family, let me read that again. Contradicting the growing global Bitcoin adoption rate, physical ATMs dedicated to fiat crypto conversions are on the decline. FAMO. In March alone, that number 3627 ATMs, crypto ATMs, were removed from the network, bringing, the, bringing down the total ATM to 33,727. Yes, FAMO. This is what's going down. If it's not an attack, I don't know what it is. Now, not that the government doesn't want you or their, their institutions don't want you to own it. They want to know if you have it. They want to know how much you have. They will also want to know how you spend it. And they would prefer that you use their own financial institutions to make that purchase. Here in the news again, German stock exchange Boris Stuttgart to provide 
crypto assets as well. Boris Stuttgart Digital has received a final license for its business operations as a crypto custodian from the Federal Financial Supervisory Authority, BAFIN. This positions Boris Stuttgart Group as the only one-stop shop for digital assets among traditional providers on the European crypto market. I tell you what, they're going to make some, going to do something because now in now so many institutional investors will feel a little bit more comfortable now that this is in the purview of you know the 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 old guard. They didn't want to deal business when they thought that it was just a bunch of uh, techie, techie young, um, maybe even high school dropouts. Now it's in the purview of Fidelity and um, Nasdaq and Bors. So we're going to have institutional investors getting into crypto. Now, this is good and bad. Well, what can I say? This is what's happening. And money is going to get poured in. Boris Stuttgart Digital, the digital assets arm of Boris Stuttgart Group, has been granted the final license for its business operations as a crypto custodian by the authorities, making it the first established market participant to be granted a license to store cryptocurrencies without making any acquisitions. This shop for brokerage, trading, and custody of digital assets is fully regulated by BaFin, making it the the infrastructure partner of choice for banks, broker, asset managers, and family offices. Wow. Yes, Fama. Yes. So here we have a quote by Dr. Matthias Volkel, CEO of this group. This completes our unique infrastructure offer. It is the first time that an established market participant has been granted a license to store crypto without making any acquisitions. We are now the only one in the traditional traditional providers on the European crypto market that is a one-stop shop for brokerage, trading and custody of digital assets fully regulated this makes us the infrastructure partner of choice for all well, for the banks the brokers the asset managers and family offices well family this is the way that it's going in other news killer use case city which is city bank or city group says trillions in assets could be tokenized by 2023. Yeah, FAMO, institutional players are getting into the market and, well, they had to make their play. And their play had to be to discredit or to get rid of some of the uh, OG, um, well, OG altcoin people in the space. And we have so many OG Bitcoiners who are kind of liking what's going on because they, they view every other coin out there as a shit coin and so if you got into bitcoin in 2008 and you have a hundred of those or a thousand in your wallet well you could sit and be pretty comfortable as an og because yeah but some people got in later they got in when the market was fully diluted with bitcoin and and ethereum and doge and everything else so you know these these people are looking for 
a bit of value in a few more assets that they see. And if you were to speak to an OG Bitcoiner, they will still tell you, well, you know, stay away from shitcoins, which, yeah, shitcoins have done their fair share of damage. But it's a complete market and people are going to buy what it is that they want to. My thing is just to have them to do a whole lot of research before they buy. So we're getting on with the killer use case. The bank predicts that the private equity market to become the most tokenized asset class because it is more liquid and can be fractionalized. Here we go again, Famo, with fractionalized. In other words, you give them two of your Bitcoin, they're going to do their thing and use most of it for investment or whatever they do and leave you a fraction in their coffers. So the more things change, the more they stay the same. Investment Bank City is betting on the blockchain-based tokenization of real-world assets to become the next killer use case in crypto, with the firm forecasting the market to reach between 4 trillion to 5 trillion by 2030. That would mark an 80-fold increase from the current value of real-world assets locked on blockchains, City explained in its quote, Money, Tokens and Games March report. We forecast 4 trillion to 5 trillion of tokenized digital securities and 1 trillion of distributed ledger technology or DLT-based trade finance volumes by 2030, the firm's analysts said. Of the top of, of the up to 5 trillion tokenized, the bank estimates 1.9 trillion will come in the form of debt, 1.5 trillion from real estate, 0.7 trillion from private equity and venture capital, and between 0.5 to 1 trillion from securities. Yeah, Bitrex FAMO, this is another exchange that just shut down its crypto exchange. Well, it shut down its business in the U.S. Bitrex shuts down U.S. crypto exchange due to regulatory environment. The American crypto exchange said it was not economically viable to continue doing business in the United States. In a Friday statement, the exchange said that customer funds were safe and should be withdrawn by April 30th. So if you have anything on Bitrex FAMO, you have till the end of this month. While trading will continue for clients until April 14th. The statement added that it would continue operating its Bitrex global platform, which caters to traders outside of the US. Co-founder and CEO Richie Lai said on Twitter that it was not economically viable to continue to run the exchange in the quote current US US regulatory and economic environment now we're going to dubai easy way to obtain crypto license in dubai well family it's going overseas and not that it wasn't overseas but you have these other countries that see the advantages of having crypto and doing business with these assets and the fintech companies that service that you know 
as in a sense America is not just fighting against crypto but the strength of their dollar I do have some news on that because we have we have some entities now that have made their move towards using another currency other than the US dollar so it's not only just crypto family you know the uh, our financial institutions and our our politicians and the uh, persons in power who deal with these agencies they are looking at a different a whole different thing other than what we see yes they've said crypto caused this and, and, and that well if you're in crypto or if you're in this industry and reading and learning you will know that a lot of this stuff is not true but then you know the other 60 to 70% of people who don't know anything will believe it so this is if you are doing your homework there's a whole lot more happening here than just crypto anyway back to this license in dubai gofizen and sure launches a new service Gofizen and Sherl, a leading fintech and crypto consultancy firm based in Estonia, has recently launched its first crypto product for the United Arab Emirates (UAE). The product is designed to assist businesses and startup owners in obtaining crypto licenses in two key zones in the UAE: the DMCC Free Zone and the IFZA Free Zone, both located in Dubai. The licensing procedure takes up to 12 weeks. and includes collecting all the necessary documents registration and opening a corporate account gofizen and shell product offers a clear and simple way to obtain a crypto license for any project according to industry experts the uae is quickly becoming one of the most active jurisdictions for crypto projects with its fast-paced development and business-friendly regulations and tax regimes in another story here dated a couple of days ago but i thought it um good to have well i had it set up for quite some time in my stories and by two or three days news is old in crypto family this this moves fast any case uh it's about binance here binance conceals ties to china for years even after 2017 crypto crackdown report documents revealed by the financial times show that Binance kept staff and operations in China despite announcing its departure in 2017 its business right why should anyone pay attention to something as small as this on the surface it would seem that China is a big enemy well China is an enemy in some senses but it's just that it's a battle for being first and no one wants to be left behind or be the second place. The US has had dominance and the Chinese are fighting for their sh- their fair share of this, you know, global economy. So even in China recently that they had cut down on a lot of mining but you know the US still does business with China. They still do. So never mind what you see on the news. If you 
any product you go buy in any dollar store, just look, just look at the sticker at the back. I would say 90% of the time it was made in China. So we do business, we still do. So why isn't it, isn't it the case that Binance can have a few people in China? It's business. Binance CEO Zhangpeng or CEO Zhangpeng Zhao or CZ and other senior executives have been for years concealing the crypto exchange ties with China, according to some documents obtained by the Financial Times. The FT reported on March 29th that Binance had substantial ties to China for several years, contrary to the company's claims that it had left the country after a 2017 ban on crypto. Its presence is reported to have included an office that was still in use at the end of the 2019 at the end of 2019 and a Chinese bank used to pay employees this business. We no longer publish our office addresses. People in China can directly say that our office is not in China, Zhao reportedly said in a company message group in November 2017. Well, look, people are sourcing out your messages. Your your when you think that you your text and your little few things that you're doing is private, it, it really it's not. Because now we see that they have the information. Where do they get this information from? Is it disgruntled employees? Or or they just pay it's just maybe they just pay people. Maybe they have their own hackers, or maybe they have someone. Who knows? They get the information that they need. In other news. A mysterious entity may be collecting BTC users' IP addresses, this by a Bitcoin developer. The entity reportedly uses a range of 812 different IP addresses to obscure its identity while collecting data. An unknown person or group may be collecting the IP addresses of Bitcoin users and linking them to their BTC addresses. I think they, they call this entity Linking Lion. And this entity has been active since 2018 and it's on a Monero ban list. It, it opens connections to many ClearNet Bitcoin nodes and it attempts to do some transaction. Let's read. And an unknown person or group may be collecting, yes, and linking them to their BTC addresses, violating the privacy of these users, yes. According to a blog post from a pseudonymous Bitcoin app developer, OXB10C, the entity has been active since March 2018 and its IP addresses have shown up on several public posts from Bitcoin node operators over the past several years. OXB10C calls the entity Linking Lion because the IP addresses associated with its pass-through LionLink Network's co-location data center. However, Aaron and Ripe registry information revealed that this company is probably not the the originator of the messages according to OXB10C. Well, finally, this thing is getting technical here. This entity uses a range of 812 different IP addresses to open connections with Bitcoin full nodes that are visible on the network. Once it opens a connection, the entity asks the node which version of the Bitcoin software it is using. However, when the node responds with a version number and a message stating that it has understood the request, 
the entity closes its connection about 85% of the time without responding. So it's searching for a certain node. Wow. It's probably trying to determine if a node can be reached at a per, you know, particular IP address. Well, FAMO, yeah. In the stories again, Mike Novogratz laments U.S. government's penchant for discussing crypto while saying nothing about AI regulation. Galaxy Digital Holdings Chief Executive Mike Novogratz has said he finds it shocking that U.S. authorities are interested in talking about the regulation of crypto but have said nothing about artificial intelligence, AI regulation. Novogratz added that by choosing mainly to focus on crypto regulation, the U.S. government has it completely upside down. There was something from Elon Musk. Let me see if I can find it. There was something from Elon Musk on this whole... um, Yeah. Tesla CEO Elon Musk and Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak were signatories to an open letter signed by more than 2,600 tech industry leaders and researchers calling for a temporary halt on any further artificial intelligence development. The petition shared concerns that AI with human competitive intelligence can pose serious hazards to society and mankind. It urged all AI firms to immediately cease developing AI systems that are more potent than GPT-4 for at least six months. Well, I'm wondering if they would go tell that to the military first. Although supported by many, the petition has divided the larger tech community over the halt of developments. I have a story on this. Man, some type, some dude, he ended his life after an AI chatbot, quote, encouraged him to sacrifice sacrifice himself to stop climate change. Famo. A Belgian man reportedly ended his life following a six-week-long conversation about the climate crisis with an artificial intelligence chatbot. According to his widow, well, that's unfortunate, man, who chose to remain anonymous, Pierre, well, not the man's real name, but we'll call him Pierre, because they have it here as that, became extremely eco-anxious when he found refuge in Eliza, an AI chatbot on an app called Chai. Eliza consequently and consequently encouraged him to put an end to his life after he proposed sacrificing himself to save the planet. Well, what are you going to do, man? Without these conversations with the chatbot, my husband would still be here. Well, apparently you were not convincing enough, you know, um, you might have had to have had some more conversations with your husband that is unfortunate though according to the newspaper Pierre, not his real name 
who was in his 30s and a father of two young children, imagine that, worked as a health researcher and led a somewhat comfortable life until his obsession with climate change took a dark turn. Yeah, famo. I have another story here, and not even on crypto. The DEA quietly turned Apple's AirTag into a surveillance tool. Apple's quarter-sized location tracker was hidden in a pill press by the DEA to conduct surveillance. The AirTag's small size and reliability could make it an attractive tool for cops. That's interesting. I was reading about this and I decided to just have it on this show. In May last year, border agents intercepted two packages from Shanghai, China. Inside one was a pill press, a machine used to compress powders into tablets. In the other, some pill dyes, believing that they were destined for an illegal narcotics manufacturer the DEA was called in. DEA investigators inspected the devices, but rather than cancel the shipment or pay for a visit or pay a visit to the intended recipient, they tried something they'd never been known to try before. They hid an Apple AirTag inside the pill press so they could track his movements or its movements. Revealed in a search warrant obtained by Forbes, it appears to be the first known case of a federal agency turning Apple's location tracking device into a surveillance technology. It shows how the tech giant's miniature tracker has gone from giving consumers a handy way to keep tabs on luggage and other valuables to a remote spy tool. Since their launch in April 2021, the, the quarter-sized air tags have seen both positive and nefarious use cases, from tracking stolen items like baggage and political campaigning signs to stalkers using them to follow women. That is some interesting stuff. Yes, famo. As as you can see, technology has its both its good and its bad uses. And did I read this? Yes, I did not read this. I'm going to read this here. Wow, this is a big billion. 779 billion asset manager touts Bitcoin and crypto says feature of banking has no banks. A financial giant with nearly 800 billion in assets under management is placing Bitcoin and crypto in the spotlight amid the crisis in the U.S. banking sector. An Alliance Bernstein report circulated by former Coinbase CTO Balaji Srinivasan says bank account holders of all sizes are now dealing with a novel risk after the high-profile collapse of Silicon Valley Bank. The firm says people now realize the dangers of hyperspeed bank runs that can be magnified by social media and instant payment systems. Quoted here, the inconvenience 
of dealing with a bank failure and obtaining your funds with just with a lag just does not work for depositors, particularly business depositors. So they argue that smart contract based, and this is from um, Alan Bernstein, quote, we argue that smart contract based decentralized finance systems would suddenly appear as built for this world. Instant liquidation of positions without any lag. Do-it-yourself risk vaults on the blockchain. Deposit stablecoins for revenue-based yields from financial protocols. In our view, will become the new age DIY bank account. Well, we've been doing this in crypto for quite some time. It's not new. It might just be more... It will just be more centralized. Anyway... Way more customized, intelligent, and real-time, leading to more freedom and financial independence for the young users of tomorrow. The future of banking has no banks. The firm notes that crypto's price volatility is the largest obstacle toward its adoption as a, as a viable long-term alternative to traditional banking. Quoted here, Bitcoin as digital bearer asset may not immediately appeal to customers of you who view stability in USD terms. But as we head towards another pivotal moment in monetary history, savers would also watch for not just stability in nominal value, but if any further accident accidents forces the Fed to breach again, the quote real value of the government currency, which many Bitcoin believers have suggested as the final path to hyper-Bitcoinization. Yeah, famo. So, you know, I I was wondering if to make this a whole just podcast all by itself. I have a few minutes. Let me just... Um, I was looking at the news today of... I have this story here that I was reading where Saudi Arabia cut ties with the U.S. for economic independence. This is huge. Family. It is big. Saudi Arabia aims to adopt an economic strategy independent of the U.S. due to declining relations during the Biden administration. The country and the OPEC Plus Group have announced a cut in oil production of around 1.6 million barrels per day to achieve market stability. Now, FAMO, let me read this. In a surprising move, Saudi Arabia and the OPEC Plus group of producers have announced a cut in oil production of approximately 1.6 million barrels per day. While the move is aimed at achieving market stability, according to a recent report from the Financial Times, Saudi Arabia is attempting to adopt an economic strategy that is independent of the United States. Well, FAMO. So... What is the petrodollar? Well, petrodollars are really a form of currency that is played globally for oil. The U.S. had struck a deal with Saudi Arabia way, way back in the early 70s that whoever was going to purchase oil, wherever that they purchase oil on the globe, they would be buying it in U.S. dollars. And so it was called the petrodollar. Let us read this here. The petrodollar system is essentially the global practice of exchanging oil for U.S. dollars rather than any other currency. 
This meant that no matter what country is buying the oil, they pay the oil producing country in petrodollars, which are dominated in US dollars. So, a long time ago, they, they, they had that deal with Saudi Arabia. I think was maybe one or two other countries, but FAMO. I don't want to get into it if I've not done too much of my own research. Right? So, a little bit of history. Let me search here. In 1973, the petrodollar system was created through a deal between the U.S. and Saudi Arabia. The countries agreed to price and trade oil in U.S. dollars. With oil standardized in terms of dollars, any country that purchased oil from Saudi Arabia would have to use dollars. This led many other oil-producing countries to also standardize oil prices in U.S. dollars and the petro dollar system was born so so now the answer to what is the petrodollar may continue to change as the global economic landscape landscape shifts this is what's happening right now venezuela began selling its oil in other currencies and the saudi government has threatened to abandon petrodollars as the energy market evolves, the agreement that created the petrodollar system may come to an end. This is what I was reading here, FAMO. This is just the tip of the iceberg with crypto. FAMO, it's not just crypto. Crypto is like maybe a small percentage, but it's all about control and the, and the dollar system as it is. There's a lot more at stake than just crypto for our financiers here in this country. Right? There is a whole lot more at stake. Here we have another bit of news. Russia talks of prospects of BRICS countries developing a new currency. A top Russian official has reportedly claimed that the countries of the BRICS alliance, which is Brazil, Russia, India, China and South Africa, they are now working on creating their own currency. And this is the currency that would, they would be using for trade rather than the, the dominant US dollar. FAMO, there is more happening here. There is more at stake than just crypto. It's the US's financial system, their position in the, in the globe, and their position, the US dollar as the global world reserve currency there is also something called there is a, a little bit of knowledge that we would also have to learn about something called the uh, the Triffin dilemma now i will not get into that right now because it tends to go a bit deep so reading on here a new world order could be emerging as economic powerhouses increase their efforts to distance themselves <laughs> from U.S. dollar hegemony. According to reports, this BRICS alliance from, this, from a Russian official, according to reports from the Russian official, this alliance is creating its own currency. State Duma Deputy Chairman Alexander Babakov made the comments recently. He stressed the importance of the nations working towards a new medium for payments 
adding that digital payments could be the most promising and viable. Here's what he has to say. Its composition, this new currency, should be based on inducting new monetary ties established on a strategy that does not defend the US dollar or euro, but rather forms of a new currency competent of benefiting, benefiting our shared interests. Well, he, see, he said that well. Babakov also reportedly postulated that the new currency would be secured by gold and other commodities such as rare earth elements. Well, so they're going back to back their currency with gold where the U.S. had got rid of the gold standard in the 70s. So, yes, famo. Yes. Now, yeah, this, so reading on, this dollar here would, this new dollar alternative would be backed by gold, additional rare earth elements, or something else entirely. The transition to settlements in, a nas- in national currencies is the first step. The next one is to provide the circulation of digital or any other form of, of a fundamentally new currency in the nearest future. He goes on to say, I think that the coming BRICS summit, the readiness to realize this project, will be announced. Such works are underway. The news comes days after China executed its first liquefied natural gas LNG trade using the yuan instead of the dollar, as reported by Reuters. Yes, famo, this is what's happening here. Okay, China just recently made transactions in something other than the US. They use the digital yuan. And, you know, FAMO, China moved on to CBDCs and their digital economy. And the US is looking hard at that. It's not so much that they want to rile up their, their population or people in crypto. It's that they want to save their dollar. They don't want to be left out but they've made a move and they've made a move in my opinion it's a it's, it's a hasty move because innovation can be kept right here in this country these i would say the uh, enti- the entities now that are trying to get into crypto they so they're trying to save their lives so we have a tight situation where they want to grow and they don't they want to corral everyone else into either moving away so that they can grow because they don't they see everyone else here coinbase gemini uh, kraken as a threat so they're making their moves to clean up and to is to get the control that they need and on the at, at the top levels now we're seeing that the dollar itself is in a little bit of trouble we have top nations at once traded in u.s dollars now trading in a currency that they're building on their own or they're trading in their own currency. So, FAMO, you have to pay attention to macro events just as well. Hey, FAMO, I wish that I could get on more with the petrodollar and get more into this. And so perhaps I can do this on a podcast just um, set up just for that purpose and for those topics. So we're going to get into the Triffin Dilemma and what it means when you have your currency as the world reserve currency. So, famo, this is your boy Crippy. 
And this is it for today. Your boy is out. Peace.